In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am the host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. And join with me today to my right. His name is Chip, and we are here to talk all about Marvel. We also have our brand new host. He's on the bottom here. His name is Roy. Like I said, we're here to talk all about Marvel. You can find us on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness and listen to us anywhere you hear podcasts. Just search Marvel Canon Madness. Yeah, you heard that right. We have changed this, the name of this show from Marvel Cinematic Mondays to Marvel Canon Madness. Everything is getting updated and in the works, so it will all be ready for your listening and enjoyment. Um, you can get all the news from the network and everything else by going to twistmyarmpodcast.com. Roy's going to be passed out by the time this is over. And cheers oh, to you God. as well. Ixie Sticks says, Chip's collection behind him is awe-inspiring. <laughs> Aww. Um, normally, we do this on Mondays, but we postponed yesterday to today. And I it's all my fault. Um, I was just tired, and I, I just needed, you know, I there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I just needed a night to just kind of sleep. And boy, did I sleep. And I am ready for tonight's episode. Issue number nine. We're already on issue nine. Yeah. That's, that's yep, excellent. Absolutely. And actually, just uh, real quick, I feel like I lost over that way too quick. Uh, let's just go ahead and take a <laughs> moment to thank our viewer for tossing out a comic comment. And also to appreciate how glorious my question is. Uh, <laughs> that's just like hey, two shelves like, of it. Would no, you like some? That's pretty good. Would you the like some, the some solo time, Chip? Here, here's some solo time. You can go ahead and go through everything <laughs> you want to go is. through. We got the massive yeah. sentinel back there pretty soon. The yeah, three foot sentinels guy. coming from Haslam. Oh, that thing's going to be glorious. <laughs> but, uh, we'll do a showcase at some point on my massive collection. Let's okay. Get there. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, you're lucky I don't put my Star Wars collection behind me. <laughs> you got like 12? <laughs> That's adorable. I have 12 Luke Skywalkers, maybe. <laughs> anyway. We're, we're... <clears throat> what? What were you going to say? Sorry. No, no. We're talking comics, not toys. Oh. My bad. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Um, and more specifically, today we're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four. Um, normally we do like a whole Marvel Canon Madness podcast where we talk about what we're reading and and all the news and stuff like that. But um, for certain shows, we'll be going hard. You know, like for Falcon Winter Soldier, we've been going mm -hmm. every week. And at least every week we're doing a breakdown of all these shows, but every other week we do our normal podcast. So next week we'll be talking about what we're reading, um, the news that's going around in the Marvel world, and you know other stuff. So 
We might have to do a two for next week, to be honest with you. Maybe. It is, it is the season finale of Fat W's next week, so it's very possible we'll be doing a two for. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm still yep. thinking that's this week for some reason. Mm. I, I'm getting my episodes no, all mixed no. up. Hey, it's 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 all good. That's cool. We got um, two more episodes of ooey goodness, ooey gooey goodness waiting for us. And then yeah, yeah. No, actually, nope. I yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, next week next week will be the regular one. So the week after that will be just a sp- special on Falcon Winter Soldier season finale. So that's that yeah. ended perfectly. That yeah, that, that worked nice out thing. well. A lot <laughs> yeah. of news to go over too. I'm just uh. I'm not gonna I know. save it for next week, but like, whew. Yeah. Do you have any uh, specific things, things you want to talk about right now? Like anything that's just like so pressing that you have to say it? I mean, it's like 100% confirmed that there's multiple Spider-Men in the new Spider-Man, like for sure. Uh, like we have set photos. It's ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Glorious. You should have sent me those set photos. I would have put them on the screen right now. I can't go dig well, them up I, now, though. Look, I was going <laughs> to save the news for next episode. It's okay. Send me those for next episode. It'll be our correction or something. <laughs> I do like um, that we're getting longer episodes the next two episodes. That's, yeah, right? That's some pretty big news. I mean, Six- starting with this one was 51 minutes. That was our, Or was it 61? Yeah. This, this... No, 53, oh, So sorry. the last episode was like, yeah, 53, 54. Next episode will be 61. And if they do anything like Wanda, it's going to jump 10 minutes each time. So yeah. I think we'll get maybe an hour and 10 on the last, Man. you know, so. This is just like, this is just like uh, those old TV movies from the 90s where it'd be like mm-hmm. a, you know, a six episode movie and then they'd release it on one giant VHS. Did you ever hear yeah. the movie? Uh, I think it's called The 10th Kingdom. You ever hear that movie? It's a, it was a made-for-TV movie, and the only reason I, I know about this movie is because my dad had rented it. It was, a, it, was a double, it was a double VHS, right? And he's like, oh, it can't be any longer than, like, four hours. Well, fuck, eight hours later, we're like, when does this thing end? It's like a ten-and-a-half-hour-long movie, but that's kind of what, what they're doing here with these now. They could, they could put WandaVision and... Falcon Winter Soldier mm-hmm. on, you know, one long episode. Oh I'd yeah. It. I'd totally watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of curious like I kind of wonder what these guys are getting paid. Like what Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. They're they're Sam making bank on Disney. This. Oh, you're talking like, about it and the they're, actual They're are doing you talking way more work than like huh? Are you talking no, about no, no, the actors, the actors. Or the actors? No, the actors. No, the actors. Okay. Because they're doing way more work than, like, a standard movie would be. Like, they're doing, like, eight. Well, no, okay. Six. Uh, so they're doing, like, four and a half hours worth acting. Give or take. Versus, like, what, the two hours, two and a half that you do for a movie? Like, That's I bet just they're not going to pay as much as they acting. do for a full movie either because it's just a series. It's, like, it's interesting. I'm curious now. I have to look into that. Uh, you know, after this episode, I'm all aboard a uh, a Dora Milaje, uh, show. I would totally, man. I I I, if if it is coming, I am hyped. Uh, This episode totally did it for me. 
It's in route. My only question is whether or not it's going to be live action or animated. That's the only thing Either I haven't uh, gotten a confirmation mm-hmm. on. But as long as it's yeah. not Marvel anime, I don't care. <laughs> it's probably live action. I feel like I'm the only person that had like any that said anything about it animated but i was just like yeah. I no no, no. not animated. animated there is a difference between animated marvel and anime marvel if you yeah, watch no, netflix it is a we live in america no, no. so i'm assuming it's not gonna be anime hey like, with the following trends a... right now anime is a pretty big hype so it could be regardless but like that anime x-men was like not no no. Like Marvel America made, like I mean, well, it's like don't, don't do it. I don't it. think don't we have to worry up. about having big eye, small mouth Marvel. <laughs> oh my god! Well, let's let's move on before Roy blows the top over here. I'm gonna have an <laughs> aneurysm. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. Um, my but favorite let's... anime Samurai Jack. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, there goes all of our viewers. <laughs> Thanks, Chip. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, what did I? I think I said my favorite anime on the, the last Sun but inevitable was Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got I got castrated for that, which is fine. It's fine. I still I consider think I that argued an anime. about that. I was like, Jenny Tartakowski is not <laughs> anime. You did. You did. That's okay. Um, let's move on now to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Episode Four. The whole world is watching. Um. I'll read the brief bit of synopsis I have up here, and then we'll just go at it. I have a bunch of notes. Chip has a bunch of notes. This should be a fun episode. Um, So, Sam, Bucky, and Zemo try to get a lead on Carly and the Flag Smashers. Meanwhile, Captain America and Battlestar Battlestar, follow the trail of the revolutionaries as well, while the Dora Milaje come looking for Zemo with plans to take him back to prison. Cool. Cool. So, uh, writers, Derek Kolstad. Yeah, Derek Kolstad, Malcolm Spellman, um, directed by Kerry Skogland, stars Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Daniel Bruhl. Um, there's kind of a lot to unpack in this, but I don't know. This For me, this episode was kind of the, ah, the least exciting, I guess, until the end. I don't know. There were some cool parts, but I felt like it just kind of dragged on a little bit. Um that's probably just me but both times i watched this episode i was kind of like eh, all right well cool i guess i guess that's cool but what did you guys think about the opening scene um where they show bucky in wakanda with like the last bit of his brainwashing um what, brain cleansing what would you what would you call what they reprogramming there it is reprogramming yeah, the reprogramming of Bucky. What did you guys think of the reprogramming? Started with Chip. I thought his cerebellum scrubbing was a really good scene. Like, a dude can act. Like, a dude can act. For sure. It was a pretty good scene. What about you, Roy? What, what were your thoughts on that, aside from he can act? Are there any... <laughs> That's it. He can, he can act. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Give that man an Oscar. I mean... People who can produce tears like that, and I've said it a thousand times, Sebastian Stan, emotion through his eyes and just his facial expressions, 
I, you know, I would be hard pressed to find anyone as good as him. There's only one person that I can think of, and that was Alan Tudyk, and he's three dick. Uh, Alan three dick. <laughs> Alan Tudyk. Uh, you know, he's from Firefly, from Transformers, Star Wars um, Rogue One. He's currently mm-hmm. on the Resident Alien. If you haven't seen that, it's amazing. Um. The Star Wars Rogue One. He wasn't even facially in that, and I could feel his facial expressions through a robot. So, yeah. Sebastian Stan, him, same level, but Sebastian Stan, give that guy an Oscar. I. Well, and we also got a little bit of insight on his struggles. I, I was really curious. Did they read off his, like, brain wipe and then fight him every single time? Because they had to read that to him over and over, right? So is the Dora Milaje just like, all right, let's let's go to practice again? Like they're going to you know band practice down to to the to the White Wolf, and they're just gonna read him his words and then hope that he doesn't you know become the Winter Soldier. But I mean, how many times would they have gone through that and then ended up having to fight him? You know, exactly. Like how many times would it have taken? Probably quite a few. They like. Did you notice he had his arm off? Because, like, there's, they definitely yeah. don't want to fight him with his arm on, even though, as we see later, that's not that much of an issue. Well, but, do you think that's the other point I wanted to make? Did they put that failsafe in there when he was the Winter Soldier? So then when he ended up fighting them, he's just like, they're like, oh, you and knock his arm off real quick. I, I mean, it was, it was a pretty cool little foreshadow, I, I think, of the fail safes and precautions that the Dora Milaje took with Bucky um, mm-hmm. just in case he ever became the winter soldier again, they could just basically deactivate him by taking his arm off. Um, but Which is yeah, weird. And- that, that is kind of weird to me because later in the episode when he, uh, they take his arm off and the fight later, he looked absolutely surprised that they could do it. So maybe they never even gave him the arm while they were doing that stuff. Yeah, it could be. Um, I, but, I mean, knowing people from Wakanda, they eventually were like, we trust you, Bucky. Here's your arm back. We know that when we read you these words, you're not going to turn into the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And even if you do, we have a failsafe that will knock your freaking arm off. So let's do this. <laughs> um but yeah, and they, uh, I, I totally agree with you, Roy. His his emotion, like through his eyes and the way that he just looks so, so much in pain. Like, I don't know, he's 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 great. And I hope he wins some sort of <laughs> award. He's, he's wonderful. Jesse. Also, it was given to him in a box. He knows it's detachable. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, um, yeah. And by the way, people that are listening, we are live right now. So if you want to join us live... Like I said, normally we're we do this every Monday. Um, this week we did it Tuesday. But if you follow us on Twitter at MCM underscore Pod, you would see uh, all of the news and updates that we have. Um, but you can be like Jesse and Ixie Sticks and join us in the chat and hang out while we oh, talk. Don't forget Marvel. Angie and Angie. Yes, sorry. Um, so they give him eight hours, right? After after they show the White Wolf scene, um, they basically they're like, "All right, Bucky, you have eight hours with this with Zemo." Because, you know, we're going to take him and do do with him as we please. Um, Bucky seemed very nonchalant when he got back to the mansion. He just walks in. 
And he's like, yeah, Dora Milaje's here. Uh, I said we got eight hours. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> did, you, did you get followed? Um, but this this kind of leads into the conversation that Zemo has about. Um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Angie. Um, but leads into the conversation about Zemo comparing superheroes to like supremacists. Roy, what, what are your thought? What were your thoughts on that whole conversation that they had? I honestly think they were pretty spot on um, because the, the problem with having power is inevitably power corrupts. Um, and that's, that's a huge point why there was only ever going to be one Steve Rogers is if you give people power, they're going to use it because they think they're better than others. That is, that is the whole thing behind a supremacist is, you know, homo superior from X-Men, uh, hmm. Magneto thinking they're better than the human race, you know, and there are comics where uh, Captain America obviously uh, does not like that kind of thinking. Well, obviously him fighting Nazis, you know, if you're a Nazi, you need to be punched. It's plain and simple. <laughs> so, right. Um, I think, I think it was pretty spot on, honestly. Yeah. What about you, Chip? What were your thoughts on, on that whole thing? I, I just, I don't know. Like Zemo keeps reiterating over and over again, like no super soldiers. And I'm just like, it's like kind of getting tired of him saying the same line over and over again. Like, yeah, we get it, bro. Like, we get it. How you hate you... superheroes. That's like, fine. Every chance fine. he gets, he's like, yeah, and the Avengers suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's like the kid in the background when they're talking yeah. about bad times and he pops up. He's like, oh, don't forget. Yeah. yeah. This is this is honestly one of those situations where you see someone sticking to their convictions whether it's good or bad. And Zemo, while his conviction uh has a lot of positive points, there are a lot of negatives to it too. Well, he's and... he's running on he's running on vengeance cuz he wants to the only reason he wants to get rid of superheroes and super soldiers is because his country got destroyed, which I mean, that's a pretty big reason to want yeah. things to get, you know, but his, not only did his country get destroyed, but he lost his whole family. So that's true. Um, so Jesse says in chat, Zemo is the most reliable character on the show. He wasn't even tempted by the serum. He was infuriated by it. You know, when, when he goes to step on those serums later in the episode, you kind of get that feeling that for a brief second, you see that look in his eyes, like doubt, like maybe I should, but then it's quickly turns into that anger. But I, well, feel... I would counter that. I would counter him being the most reliable character and say Sam would be because he also denounced the super soldier serum immediately. That's true. And Zemo made a point of it. Um, yeah. He was like, what, what, if you were ever offered the serum, would you take it? And, you know, Falcon's like, hell no. And Zemo's like, wow, that's incredible. No hesitation. You, I can mm-hmm. tell you're not lying. Um, they really emphasize the point that Falcon would not take that serum. I thought it was a really cool parallel too. that whole, that whole thing between Zemo and the good guys. And then what was happening with uh, Battlestar and, 
you know, fake Captain America where one side was totally against it and the other side was all about it. And, you know, and it's depending on the experience and who you know that that kind of thing. Like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, Winter Soldier obviously has it um, begrudgingly, Mm -hmm. but Falcon is always like there can only be one Steve Rogers and he's, you know, the best super soldier that that ever was. Yeah. And on the other hand, John Walker is like, man, imagine, you know, and, and Battlestar, they're like, imagine the lives we could have saved with this serum. We wouldn't have experienced the worst day of our lives or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it was. But yeah, I, um, I think they were I, talking about Afghanistan, their tour at that point. Yeah. It was yeah, either they, Afghanistan or uh, Iraq, maybe. They said no, Afghanistan. That, oh, they okay. said Afghanistan. And they like talked about, um, just the the worst day of his life is where he got all of his medals so i would assume that his whole crew got murked or something and maybe him and hoskins were the only ones to make it out or something yeah um he probably but so he clearly yeah that's funny he clearly snapped and just like murked off a bunch of people and got three medals of honor and like what what if he served with Frank Castle and that's who our cameo was going to be? Oh. It's a pretty grounded oh. character that hasn't been in the MCU yet. Not Bro. See you. You're right. I would take Frank Castle or Daredevil. I'd take either one of them. Yeah, I can see either one. Somebody's going to need could... a lawyer soon, whether it's, uh, <laughs> whether it's Matt Murdock true. or uh, Jeffrey Walters. Somebody's going to need a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Lawyer up. Better call Saul. You better lawyer up. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I really like that parallel. That whole this whole episode was just about how you can basically have good intentions but have poor execution, you know? And how the even the super soldier serum can have good intentions but poor execution. So I uh let's see. I, I liked when uh, during that conversation there was like a, a bit of a spat between Bucky and Zemo, where Bucky gets up and he like grabs the glass of scotch out of his hand and throws it against the wall and he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Uh, want to see what someone can do with leverage? Want to really see what someone can do with leverage?" And like Zemo held his own there for a minute. Like he he kept a straight face. He didn't he didn't seem scared or anything but the second bucky walked away zemo was looked like he just pissed his pants yeah yeah well, we, he wasn't uh, expecting it yeah we kind of like overlooked the fact they went to uh try and track down oh yeah i guess at, uh, that's true that's uh, true Donya's funeral and mm-hmm. zemo's like oh i know how to get these kids to talk Can Baba, black sheep <laughs> yeah is uh is mama Danya in the comics at all I'm not that I'm aware of. Okay. But I think that's more of like, I think that's more leaning into the refugee thing. Unless like the okay. flag smasher thing. Okay. As I just, uh, I, I was, I was trying to find something, but there were, there's a lot of, uh, her, what's her last name? Donia Medea, I think. Madani. Madania. Yeah. Yeah. Donia Madania. Um, but there's a lot of like 
characters in the in the comics that have that last name, but it's not the same first name, except for what Earth nine one nine 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 or something. <laughs> is that is that the MCU Earth? <laughs> I don't remember what I don't they one point nine nine nine. Yeah. Um, and this and yeah, like you like you were saying, they go and try and talk to the kids. Dude, Zemo was creepy as hell right there. I, I I feel like if I were those kids, with him walking up doing that whole Baba Black Sheep monologue, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, this guy's trying to take me to his van, and I don't <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. I don't know. Have you guys ever had uh, those kind of what are those even? I can't. What are those even called? The candies Turkish that he had. Delight. Turkish delights. Thank you. See, and I, I think it might play off more because they're in Latvia, which we now know has taken over part of Sokovia. So them being Sokovian refugees, probably, that's probably a common um, nursery rhyme or lullaby or anything for kids in that area to hear. So, and the fact that he has that Sokovian accent like uh like wanda has but she loses and then gets back and all that i think they might find it comforting especially you know as he tells them you know i'm looking for donya you know at that point that's when he starts offering the candy and they start taking it but they're you can tell they're watching him yeah they're like everyone's yeah. like and what the fuck's going on with this guy as you're looking around <laughs> you can see the other like the parents and other refugee adults are actively watching him as well. Yeah. So it still is creepy. And it kind of, it just gives you that, like that sense that, you know, Baron Zemo is still a villain. He's still a bad guy. Like no matter what, you know, he's also, and the kids are the uh, kids are the flies. He's just trapping them in his web right now. No, wait, right. Dude, let me ask you this. Those two dudes over there are bad guys. Yeah, thank they you. They can't be sold. Was that a cover? Mm. Like, did he just use that as a cover, or was he really trying to get these people to think that those guys are the bad guys, so maybe later he can use no, it to his advantage? I think he just wanted to make sure that he was the only one that had the information that they gave him. True. Mm. Um, it could have also set up if he wanted um, the flag smashers to know they were there. You know, oh. hey, remember those two people. Those are the ones you need to watch out for. And then she would take that information back to the smashers. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to you, Chip. This comes from Jesse. By Zemo's definition, was Tony a supremacist? Without hesitation. Yes, I feel like without hesitation. Like, well, yeah, because I think it's it's another another situation of great intentions, poor execution. Yeah, I mean, like he he had the like he wants to stop every street corner. Like, come on, that's (laughs) yes, and by that means he wants a suit on every street corner, but he doesn't want that suit on a person. 
he's the only one that can, he, he wants to control it. Be in control. Of. Yep. Because well, nobody, no, and he does this constantly, where he's like, "You're not as smart as me. Shut up." You know, <laughs> kind of attitude. And he's even he's done that to Bruce Banner, and he's even done it to Peter Parker in the comics. And Peter Parker is smarter than Tony Stark. So, you think so? Uh, I believe so, because part of his superpower is connecting webs. It's what allows him to uh, concoct theories and equations so quick. He just keeps getting smarter the older he gets. <laughs> Look at yeah. that face. Well, like... <laughs> what Spider-Man. You, can, you, can I get a citation on this, please? Or him spinning webs makes him smarter than Tony Stark. Like, what issue it, is this? So he's a great liar, right? He just spins webs of lies. No, no. What it is is because Spider-Man or spiders. They 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 talk about this. I'll have to find the comics and I will cite it for you. But they talk about spiders being able to build massive webs and connecting. Um, large strands in a perfect formation without it without any thought it's pre hmm. it's precognition which lets his mind work at a more quickly a more quick rate so his spider sense is not only sensing danger but it's sensing like the correct intuition square yes. root of whatever <laughs> it's why tony during civil war was very partial also to taking him under his wing as the iron spider hmm. because he saw the potential of his intellect and how rapidly it grew. Interesting. Cheers, okay. Chip. All right. <laughs> I, I still want to issue reference at some picture. It didn't happen. At some point, like I, that's Jesse that's says he thinks four dimensionally, but yeah, uh, I, I am curious to, to see about that. Um, so, Wait, wait, wait. Actually, actually, I'm going to argue this. If he was that <laughs> smart and intuitive, he would have, like, intuited that maybe this bitch's neck's going to snap if he doesn't catch her right. And he wouldn't have killed off Gwen Stacy. Like, he's not that smart. He was That's still young then. His powers were still developing, right? <laughs> Chip hates what right. I give him, those. <laughs> okay. He was still young, though. He was still learning. Come on. That's what well, I mean. That's like a, that's what I'm saying. Terrible like, way to learn. Is not learned. He should have like intuited. Like, oh, I need to do like. Intuited is that a word? I I think it is. <laughs> it might not be. I mean, we're gonna have a hell of a corrections next week. Nope, I'm already working <laughs> on getting the issue and everything. <laughs> Well, while you do that, I uh, we're going to move on to when uh, the Falcon starts talking to the power bro. I mean, <clears throat> Sharon Carter. Um, the power broker. Come on. Mm -hmm. Admit it, Roy. Admit it. No. <laughs> no. I'm not wearing a Wonder Woman's costume. <laughs> You're going to end up in the Slave Leia. There's, that's all there is to it. We're going to see. Know. We're going to see, aren't we? Mm -hmm. What? Okay. Even after this episode, you you still don't don't think she's no. I I think that there was a little more um, subterfuge on her part. I think she is still working for the government. 
I think whoever the power broker is, is working for our government. Okay, um, so we got to explain this for XC6 real quick because I don't think she knows what's going on. Um, there's a bet between us, and there's a there's a poll. Do we have that poll up yet at all? We should we should get that. Uh, I'd have to pull it up. I have it on the Twitter page. Yes, uh, I believe it was fifty fifty split between Sharon Carter and Thunderbolt Ross. Okay, so basically, Roy and I have this bet <laughs> that. Sharon Carter's the power broker. I think no, Sharon no, no, Carter. No. I think I Sharon think... Carter's the power broker, and Roy thinks it's anybody else. Yes, <laughs> and that's fine with me. Anybody else is fine with me because I still think it's going to be Sharon Carter. Um, but if I lose, which I'm not going to, but if I lose, I have to wear a princess, a slave Leia outfit during one of our live streams, and if. Roy loses, and I am correct, then he has to wear a Wonder Woman outfit. I will be wearing a Wonder Woman, a DC Comics outfit. Shame. Mm. Yes. Shame. I will be shaving my legs for that. Too. At least I'll look good. We'll have to shame you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to get a nice job of the hut behind me for my, for my green screen if it happens, so then I can really play the part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I sat this one out yeah it did sit this one out he's 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 uh refereeing he's he back he back he backpedaled on his commitment <laughs> on sharon carter well, i i just produced the facts see like produced the facts but let's talk about this episode though hang hold up so i have a couple things that kind of okay. prove it so first of all sharon carter is just walking through the streets of whatever place madripoor um, yeah just walking through the streets barricades people with guns not mm. given two shits just going straight through um she seems to have just as much of a vested interest in those serums that the quote-unquote power broker does mm -hmm. and okay look and i know that she she might have access to shield satellites maybe maybe and that's why she could follow uh fake cap in this episode because she did warn them that he was on the way but i think there's a tracker maybe in the serum that's activated when you inject it and you can kind of track where people are maybe i don't i don't know i'm not sure but I still think that even after this episode, I think even more that Sharon Carter is a power broker because she wants that serum back just as much as she says he wants it back. And God, do they really emphasize that he's a man, that the power broker. Yeah, I know, man. right? They, so, they really like to make you think that it's a dude, right? I, they do. And I will be completely shocked if it is Sharon Carter. But in, in she's rebuttal... The, dude, she is the one that has the most reason to create an army of super soldiers to go against shield and against the people that scorned her why wouldn't she hire someone to make the super soldier serum in a freaking whatever uh case somewhere and like come on man she she's I think, the most I think you're looking likely too far into it i think the simple I? fact i do i think she wants to go home and i think she wants to get those serums before the power broker does and you don't think so thunderbolt ross is looking too far into it that dude hasn't been in a freaking 
meaningful movie for a minute. Every time <laughs> he's been in a movie, he's been dealing with the serum. Okay. Except for uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War when uh, he pops in and he's like, oh, you guys are under arrest. And they just disregard his ass. Yeah. Nobody cares about Thunderbolt Ross. He's putting together <laughs> his own team called the Thunderbolts. We know. And that's happening. fine. That's fine. Why would he be the power broker? <laughs> because he wants to create his super soldiers. But here's the thing. Here's my rebuttal on Sharon Carter. Okay. She has the most to gain in her personal life for those serums because as a spy and right now she is a wanted criminal she can bargain those serums to get her freedom back in the united states thus getting immunity and being able to see her family again yeah because you know peggy carter sure. was sure. a huge part of her life that family she, means a lot sure she could do that yeah maybe but it's probably more likely that she's out for freaking vengeance look she is a hateful woman right now <laughs> like if she was gonna get the vials and like try and barter her way back with them why didn't she do that like she's yeah. the one that told him exactly where like nagel was she's the one that like said yeah just walk in there he's alone like why wouldn't she just walk in there and grab the vials herself she can handle it herself she beat up like 12 yeah. dudes the other thing is because she's got to keep a, a cover. She's okay. got to keep a cover. There, there's another point for her, right? Not being the power broker right there. She is a master spy, right? Why didn't she talk her way into the flag smashers, pretending to be one of theirs for their cause and snag him? I mean, because she's like the power that. broker. Oh jeez. <laughs> She's the one that hooks him up with the serums. I hope you're ready to wear that Leia costume. <laughs> you have the opportunity to do that. Like they I feel like things started happening really fast for them. Like Carly made some quick decisions and things quick decisions for him real fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well I doubt Carly's gonna know who Sharon around. Carter is also. Well, no, you're probably right. But who knows? Who knows? I still think that she has the most angst and anger towards people. And if she had five years to gather people around and, you know, get some sort of army and find someone to make the super soldier serum. I mean, come on. She had access to shield satellites. Why wouldn't she have access to shield files that maybe possibly had the serum formula in it? And she gave it to this guy and was like, here you go, dude. If she still has access to the S.H.I.E.L.D. satellites, that means she still has connect connection to Nick Fury. It's as simple right. as that. Because Nick I Fury mean, wouldn't let that said, shit go. He would know about it. I mean, she said S.H.I.E.L.D. satellite. Like, did she even say S.H.I.E.L.D. satellite when she was on the phone? Like, did she say I might have access to a S.H.I.E.L.D. satellite or just... No. She just said she, she has... She could work on something. Probably. Yeah. I mean, nobody said that they were S.H.I.E.L.D. satellites. Jesse says nothing about her performance reads as vengeful, just competent and calculating. I disagree with that because of the conversation they had at her apartment when she was talking about how heroes don't matter and how it's all just a ploy. Like, yeah, she might be putting on that face for Sam right now because she knows that he might have the option to get her out of the mess that she's in, you know, being the whole power broker and all. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I think that she's just kind of out to to get some people at the moment. So 
So and okay. dude, it could be Sam and Bucky. She stole the armor for them. Dude, she could be playing this crazy, crazy. She's a spy. She's a double agent. Cool. She's a spy. She's an actor. I just had a thought. What if uh what if next episode we find out that the power broker is Norman Osborne? Mm, wrong. No, <laughs> we're in the MCU. Spider-Man is now part of the MCU. It could we also know that he has a tie to wanting the super soldier serum to make himself better as the green goblin. Yeah. I don't think I've ever um, described Norman Osborn as grounded though. No, and my next guess that I've been saying is for... like a um a figurehead that's a constant maybe if we're gonna go into that realm so my best guess and and you might laugh at me about this but i've been kind of saying this for a while that the fantastic four is going to be introduced little by little in shows right Mm -hmm. there has been rumor that ben Grimm will appear in one of these shows ben Grimm will appear as human before he turns into the thing, which is also a giant rock. So if you're looking into wordplay and grounded being wordplay, Ben Grimm could very well have been in the military with um, John Walker and Battlestar. So that's kind of, that's my theory. I like Norman Osborn or... Uh, Dr. Doom even coming in yeah. from Latveria because they are a lot closer to where Latveria would be um, if they decide to turn Sokovia and the remnants of that into Dr. Doom's area. But anyway, you heard we're it here first. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Owen Wilson, <laughs> Dr. Doom. Yeah, Owen Wilson's Dr. Doom five. going down that road again. Um. So anyway, we are freaking only 20 minutes into this episode and we haven't really gotten into the good meat of it yet um there's a lot but one of my favorite notes that i wrote here <laughs> oh good here comes the idiot wonder coming in hot he's looking worse and worse every day um when john walker comes down that hill all like hey i need you to come with me and they're like you know they're going to that funeral they're on the way to that funeral and john walker like comes at them he just looks haggard do you think he's taken the serum by now? No. Um, because at this point, they haven't even uh, confronted Carly. And we, right. know that, we know that he pops the serum at some point later in the episode off screen. Do you? So, do you, Okay. So I think I, I was kind of. I, I, I kind of think he might have already had it and that it was like working against his mind at the moment and that that extra serum that he had was going to go to Battlestar. You think he's double dipping? Well, I I think he is probably now, but I think that he probably already had like took some of the serum and was like feeling the effects of it. That's why he kind of lost his mind. And when he yeah. found that that extra serum, he was like, I can give this to Battlestar and he can join me in this. That's and then true. before he could give it to him, Battlestar got wrecked. Yeah, because if you think about uh, what's his name, Blonsky, uh, from Incredible Hulk, they gave him multiple doses mm-hmm. of serum, and that's what eventually led to him becoming an abomination and wrecking his mind and everything. Right. So m- maybe maybe he did already have it, and he just double dipped after that con- confrontation, and that's that was the snapping point yeah 
I don't know. I, I think he already had some sort of serum in him before he even got to Bucky in this episode. I feel like he already had something there. Maybe. Um, but I, I do love how every time this dude shows up and tries to confront Sam and Bucky, they're like, they just put him in his place every single time. Just not like this dude. It. This dude cannot win against them, no matter what it is. And I, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what pisses him off. And Jesse, to your, to your, uh, to your point here, he lost to the Dora Milaje. I think that's why he took it the second time. He's probably, he was probably freaking out. I've already taken some of this serum. Why did I get beat by them? They're not even super soldiers. So he decided to take more of it, mm-hmm. or it could be because he lost to them and he's like i need i need to be a super yeah. soldier whatever it is but well here's the other thing the dora milaje were also trained constantly with the black panther himself too and we know in the marvel canon universe or marvel cinematic universe sorry i'm getting our name in there <laughs> um <laughs> that he technically was enhanced because of the heart root uh mm. it made him stronger it made him faster it made him all those things well if they're training with him you know, I don't think that they had the heart root, obviously, uh, because that was a royal thing. But if they were having to adapt to his fighting styles already enhanced, that means they have that experience fighting enhanced, uh, sure, enhanced figures. So, yes, that's why they took Bucky down so easily, too. Yeah. Well, and they had experience, like we said earlier in the episode, they had experience fighting him already. Guaranteed yeah. they fought him multiple times. Like, And then the endgame war you know all the wakanda soldiers were out yeah. there and they killed it they were awesome that's like i still say that that's my favorite scene ever of any marvel movie when when the wakanda battle is going down and thor pops in and everyone's like oh yeah anyway sorry um so <sighs> they put boy wonder in his place mm-hmm. and they explain to him we have a lead and so he agrees to follow them to that, like like we were talking about. They they found the you know the funeral for uh, Mama Danya via the little kid, um, and New Cap uh, is giving them ten minutes, giving Sam ten minutes to go talk to uh, Carly. Carly, Mo- how do you, what's her last name? Carly Montegro. <laughs> Morgenthau. There it is. Morgenthau. Um. But ten minutes, I I don't think I don't think that's enough time. This dude is so freaking unhinged already. Um, like even in my notes right now, when when they're sitting there waiting for Sam, I I I'm like he he took the serum already, right? Like look at how sweaty he is, and he's freaking out and like hyperventilating and and doing that like no 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 this is this is all wrong like kind of doing that freak out thing. Mm-hmm. This you is know, still before they this is right before they found the serum too. So this might also play into the fact that he was a soldier in Afghanistan. He might have um PTSD. You know, maybe he's at this point that could be this kind of situation is giving him the flashes. He's gonna, you know, Sam's out there. Sam's a soldier. Well, these are super soldiers. They're gonna lose Sam if this goes wrong. He's gonna lose another comrade and arms per se so 
I feel like he just used that to his advantage. He just used yeah. that whole, do you really want him in there on his own? He just kind of used that. I, I do, but I think, you know, PTSD can really mess with your head. And it can make you do things that you wouldn't normally do because you believe you're in a situation that is harmful or reenacting something vivid that happened to you. Sure. So if he is in a wartime scenario and it's starting to go bad or he believes it's going bad, it's going to kick his heart into overdrive. And, you know, you never know. Maybe the guy's on speed or something at this point to keep going. Even if if he doesn't have the serum in him, he maybe he's popping some other kind of drug to keep his energy up. Yeah, that could be. Maybe maybe he's just a he's just a freaking cokehead. That could be it. Yeah. He's and every episode we get, his beard is just getting longer. I mean, well, and, and his face is like all getting weirder. You know, it just it seems like he's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um. Do you love Marvel but are tired of hearing Cheeto-stained white guys talk about it? Are you hoping to see the X-Men and Avengers face off? Do you secretly want to be Jessica Jones or Daisy Johnson? Or do you want to be with Valkyrie? If so, you've found your new favorite podcast. We're your hosts, Madam Chris. And Madam Amy. And we are here to give you the commentary you want. Marvel. Minus the mansplaining. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at themarvelousmadams.com. Madams, assemble. Uh, the funeral. I did like the funeral. Um, it was a very good representation of what good mama danya did for all those people she was you know the person that gave them all places to stay gave them a home gave them a family um and i i really like how falcon used that to his advantage to kind of get through to carly obviously fake cap messed everything up but falcon was getting through to carly there do you what do you chip what, what do you think about that whole conversation do you think that if if fake cap wouldn't have showed up that they would have been able to de-escalate the situation i think so i i feel like sam had it in hand like he had kind of talked her down i feel like she was gonna turn herself in with him but then cap comes in all gung-ho and messes everything up like as was obviously going to happen. Like, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, plot convenience. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of tension. Like, you knew that was going to happen, so. I didn't think it was going to happen so quick, though. No, I knew, like, I mean, I knew he was going to walk in and blow it, like. (laughs) You blew it! (laughs) I don't know. It, uh, I just hate that guy so much. You know our ad got banned? Sorry, I'm going way off course here, but our ad got banned because I said fuck too many times. <laughs> when I describing how much I hated the new Captain America. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, that's how that's how you know it's a good band. It's just like yeah. a Skittles commercial. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Those of you that don't know, look it up. Band Skittles commercial. You'll like it. Ooh, all over you. <laughs> 
Jeez. It tastes the rainbow. Okay. Um, I, yes. Yeah, so back to the conversation that Falcon's having with Carly to kind of convince her about things. Um, mm-hmm. He was really, really good. He really showed um, what makes him a, a, a great counselor, you know, to ex-army vets and stuff like that. Um, him asking, you know, or Carly saying, what if I'm making the world a better place? And he's like, well, you might be making the world a, a better place, but how are you doing it by doing the same thing that these other people are doing? And just bringing in these little points of... He's, you know, he's what, like not better, but just different. It's not better if you're killing people. It's just different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's brilliant, man. I love Sam Wilson too. I love Anthony Mackie in this. I think he's he's really good at playing that like the guy that gives a shit about other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You know, he totally like he totally like walks like totally breadcrumbs her through that entire conversation and gets her to like completely on the other side like whoa holy crap i am doing all of this like i'm bad like right she even mentions that you tricked me you tricked me into saying that you know because she because she says uh something like yeah i don't regret it and i'd kill him again if i had to and and he's like oh and she's like wait a minute i didn't mean it like that like it was yeah it was a really really cool scene showing like his you know his brilliance as a as a counselor. I wish I had a good counselor like that. Shit. Maybe I wouldn't be talking about Marvel. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love talking about Marvel. This is like some of my favorite favorite days of the week are doing podcasts with you guys and Jesse and all these all these guys. <laughs> uh, Jesse asks, "What's the most important scene yet?" What do you mean? As in, like hey, this scene? It's one of the most invocating. Uh, invocative scenes ah okay okay uh i would definitely go stand by that with it being one of those scenes that makes you think and makes you really consider that our superhuman super, uh, supremacists because this is exactly what zemo was talking about and they play this off very well yeah it's true it's true and that's he that first question or first thing that he said to her was you know, uh, I got this friend that knows a lot about super soldiers, and he says you're a supremacist. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, uh, I he they're the supremacists. <laughs> We're fighting them." Like, it was a good way also to kind of make the whole uh, like vision of the MCU. You know, like you people were agreeing with Thanos. You know, saying mm-hmm. that he did the right thing, and then people are agreeing and disagreeing with the avengers bringing people back and like everyone's got a different point of view on things good ideas good intentions poor execution so i like how carly talks about how when they came back from the blip they were displaced and they were forced out of their homes um there is a point during home homecoming um no what was the far from home is the second spider-man movie mm-hmm. so there's a point after the blip and they come back you find out that uh peter and uh, his aunt may blip back into their old apartment and there's a new family living there you know and may jokes about it oh. well the thing about that is oh may God. and peter didn't force them out of their home 
they just moved. You know, so right. a, there is that spectrum of understanding on that. You know, the government is going to force all these people out of their homes because, well, legally you don't live there anymore because legally you've been dead for the fa- past five years. Right. And a lot of people didn't want to accept it. You know, you got to think celebrities with their million dollar mansions pop back into existence and there's some new millionaire living in their home. Well, I paid money for this. Okay. Yeah. Well, so did I. Well, then it's yeah. a legal dispute, you know? Right. So, man, that that had to have been just. I'm I'm so glad they're going into more of what happened after the blip because Far From mm-hmm. Home did not do it justice. No. They kind of made a joke out of it, you know, like yeah. people popping back in during marching band or playing football or whatever, and you know, it was it was a funny little joke. But you know, you get into WandaVision when uh, Monica Rambo shows up in the hospital and it's just complete chaos. And then you get to Falcon the Winter Soldier, where the aftermath of that chaos is all the borders and you know combined people or the 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 con- the people that came together. You know that they got rid of borders and all that stuff. Now all of a sudden those yeah. borders are back, and you have, I mean, there had to have been leaders that disappeared too in the in the snap. and came back you know that thought they were still the leader and then there has to be some sort of crazy argument there and like i think the devastation of the blip might have been worse or sorry the the, them coming back i think it might have been worse than the actual initial snap yeah because it was that five year right because there was a gap you know if they and they were smart about doing it because it let them have a lot of writing room if if they had just oh okay the blip happened well the avengers came together three weeks after and solved it it's three weeks that's not enough time so yeah the five years that really altered the status the the status quo of the entire world as a whole right and just the name flag smashers kind Mm -hmm. of you know their their mantra you know one world one people good intentions poor execution again yep. like i uh, i like sam agree with them i agree with your fight i just don't agree with the way you're fighting it yeah and the huge thing here is it is a large parallel to what is going on currently in our society as well we have the black lives matter movement which is a great movement and at this core much like the flag smashers there are people that are taking the movement in a direction that it shouldn't be taken in just like any movement. That's, that's any move. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. So them putting this in here is a good representation of it, but at the same time, it's, it's hard to describe because, you know, like we just said, it's any movement. If you look back on the hippies during the seventies and everything else, you know, there were, there were probably bombings and everything that we didn't hear about because in different parts of the nation or anything like that, because there were radicalized groups of hippies that were like, stop the war now, you know, bring our soldiers back. It's, it's, I find it phenomenal. There you go. It's phenomenal. The amount of real life aspect that Marvel is putting into their cinematic universe. Even yep. though it's a huge fictional 
but I think that's good. I think that that's something that they need to do to keep people invested in it. You know, you got to yeah. keep it real, at least kind of believable, you know, and and have real stakes, have mm -hmm. villains that you can agree with. Um, yes. Maybe not necessarily their methods, but like the reason they're doing it, like the Flag Smashers, again, they the poor execution. But man, I like that idea of getting it to the way it was before the blip happened again and having mm -hmm. people coming together as a community and helping everybody out again. Like, again, I, I think everyone coming back, I think the Avengers once again did more harm than good when it comes to saving the world. Yes. Just like with Ultron, you know, they just did way more harm than good. And, you know, that's okay. That That's good for us the viewers because that gives us a lot of shit to watch mm -hmm. but um and it, in, it in really the, makes yeah. you look at real world politics in a different light i should say because i mean you watch this and then you look at your world real world politics and you're like hey whoa <laughs> yeah. you know yeah so um, uh let's see next part of my notes so they do get into the scuffle here after the well i guess they don't get into a, a scuffle it's more just showing how much of a, a heartless bastard zemo is because mm -hmm. after cap runs in and and ruins the day um they get into a, a fight with isn't the doesn't the dora milaje show up right now and start mm -hmm. fighting them no it's in the house i'm sorry i'm getting yeah. things confused um but she, Carly gets away in this part and they and she runs into Zemo who just doesn't hesitate and just shoots her in the stomach mm -hmm. just no, no fucks given he Wings really are... really really hates um super soldiers <laughs> yeah and then like and then just yes yes Jesse I at this point kind of in the way the world is I would say that they might they should have maybe left the snap snapped and mm -hmm. uh and 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 moved on after five years it's probably time to move on i get it i get the reason they did everything but but yeah um so anyway zemo no fucks given shoots carly carly gets away because her friend shows up and and uh helps her i guess but then zemo just starts crushing all the all the little capsules of serum um which then gets a, a a shield to the dome. I'm pretty sure that that would kill a normal man, right? Yeah, a shield to the dome a like that. Soldier. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I see. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Jeez. Dang, making me out to be the bad guy. <laughs> Now again, and that's that's the the beauty of of the MCU, is you can you can have different views with different people. Like you know, in the comics, Thanos was a bad dude, no matter which way you wanted to put it. That guy killed everyone just to impress death. In the MCU, yep. he did things because his planet got ruined by overpopulation, and he wanted to be the savior of the universe. He had this god complex that a lot of people agreed with. A lot of people didn't agree with, but again, good intentions, poor execution, you know? 
there's plenty of planets you could have moved those 3.5 billion people you know snap them from earth to some other planet yeah could have easily think... snapped duplicates of every planet into God, existence we're back into the snap jesus we're talking um... <laughs> You're talking 3.5 billion people on Earth, but like yes, he snapped correct. out yeah. the whole universe. Like, yeah, trillions. We're, ta- we're talking about like quin quad <laughs> trillion yeah. million. Well, let's just go half of existence. <laughs> there you go. It's That's like a good nigh infinite. Like they saved nigh infinite lives by snapping people back. Mm. An uncountable number. And we don't even know what the other worlds are going through with that crap either i mean you got to think about that what about captain marvel kind of made species that. whose lifespans are only five years or less <laughs> yeah <God>. okay <laughs> we need to move on from the snap we've yes. been on the snap for so long <laughs> i'm sorry that i disappointed you guys but i'll be the villain in this in this series um <clears throat> so moving on from you know uh, Zemo gets hit in the face or in the head with the shield. Then Cap decides to pick up the serum and put it in his pocket, right? So, yes, like we said, um, he probably took the serum after the fact. And I, God, I wouldn't doubt it if he took the serum after Battlestar got murked. Nah, he, it had to be before that. Anyway, um, this is about the time they, they all regroup and the Dora Milaje come in. What were your guys' thoughts on that whole fight scene? Let's start with Chip. The fight scene between Bucky, uh, I guess, I guess it'd be just Captain America, Battlestar on the door, Milaje, and then Bucky kind of came in after a minute. What, what, what were your thoughts on that whole thing? Well, so, so first, I wasn't sure like how that was going to play out when the Dora came in. Who walks in first? Is it Walker and Battlestar that walk in first? Yes, yes. Yeah, they oh, kick okay. the door in and they're like, we're taking you to jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything that Walker is doing is just a little excessive. Like, he didn't give Zemo so any much. warning, just rings him in the head with that, like, weapon. Like, pretty rugged there. You could definitely crack a dude's skull. Um, yeah. And just kick in a door, like, bro, you're at a hotel. Like, come on, that's property damage. Don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> diplomatic immunity I mean, don't be a dick and then um you see the shield <laughs> oh god i loved all of that dude as soon as like they walked in and he was like just not giving them the proper respect i was just like bro you are making a mistake miscalculation because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, like, what does he say to what does he say to sam he's like you want me to put the shield down, make it a little more fair or whatever? And Sam's Sam's just like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Should have been like, yeah, set that shield down within Bucky's reach and see what happens. Right. Like, Bucky. This down. We could have a fair fight. Bucky just dives on it, snatches it up. It's mine, precious. Now. <laughs> Dude, and Bucky has been chomping at the bit to kick this dude's ass. Mm. Like, he's just been waiting. I, I loved, you know, obviously the, the door Malache comes in to kind of ruin the day or whatever. He They throw the spirit cap, and and he's like, hi, I'm John. What's your guys' name? And and they're like, don't, don't talk to me, douchebag. And they're like, we're here for Zemo. And he's like, you have no jurisdiction here. And I love this line. 
the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje is or whatever. Wherever <laughs> like, the Dora Milaje find themselves. Yeah. That's like the best line of the whole show. And I'm like, like, bro, you're Captain you, America. Like, you're in Latvia. Like, let's not talk about jurisdiction <laughs> right now. Like, Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh. And then that, that whole fight scene. And Bucky's just watching them. And he's like, you're doing great, John. You're doing, you're doing fine. And and you know the whole time they're just, they're just getting their ass kicked. I I, I loved this fight scene because it really shows how badass the Dora Milaje are. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. that training with the super soldier, sure. and the Black Panther. Well, that was the Black Panther that I was referring to. Oh, okay, okay. I because he effectively. Is. I, I keep thinking Bucky. I keep thinking well, that they trained with him too, but yeah, they probably did. But you got to think they they have all of their warriors as well. So you're not wrong, not wrong. So anyway, favorite part of that throwing the spear through the shield, spearing that shield down, and seeing Captain America almost cry because he couldn't get his toy back. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the crux. Like he like I don't know, he snapped after that. He was just like, Nah, I feel like I'm a pansy. I'm probably gonna need to take this vial i have in my pocket yeah and i guess that that would be the point that would make the most sense for him to take that do you think battlestar knew he took it no no otherwise Mm -hmm. i don't think he would have jumped in front of that blow like you had done Mm -hmm. which in my opinion made battlestar more of a hero than john walker i liked battlestar after after this episode i i think that he was kind of I don't know, he grew on me in this one because he was like trying to talk sense into John. Like Mm -hmm. when they're walking up the alley to go to the funeral and he's like, hey, dude, like they have a lead here. You know, that they have a good thing going. Like, let's just let's help him out. Let's just follow him for a second, you know, and instead of just running in there, dick swinging, like I'm going to take Zemo. Like, no, man, he was actually kind of using his head a little bit. So what did you guys think of Battlestar? Did he grow on you as much as he grew on me? Or was it you just still didn't care? I don't Roy, go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, so Battlestar right here, yes. He he really grew on me because it kind of harkens back to how John Walker was like, yeah, I jumped on a grenade multiple times with my helmet. It's this neat little trick. Battlestar just jumped in the fucking front of a super soldier and took that blow head on because he knew it was the right thing to do. There was no hesitation or, oh, I have a battleproof vest. It's my friend's going to get hurt. I, you know, right. The symbol he needs to survive. I'm taking the hit. Right. And then, you you think he's dead? I do. Well, yeah, I think, I think John took his pulse and couldn't feel it uh, because he was like touching him on the neck and stuff. But at the same time, with the, with the way John was all high, I think most up, paramedics would beg to differ and say yeah. that you probably couldn't find a pulse just by doing that. Wow. And that, <laughs> that's what I was trying to allude to right there is, you know, John's all hopped up and uh, adrenaline rushed at that point. He might have thought there was no pulse. And, you know, maybe we, maybe we just got roadied, you know. <laughs> probably i bet we did 
I, I really bet we did, and he's going to be just fine. They're going to give Battlestar the, the healing serum or something. Mm. Well, in the comics, John Walker's in a wheelchair for a while, so maybe they're giving that over. To... Flipping it? Yeah. I could see that. What was the that. what was the place they sent uh, Coulson to? Um, not to uh, Tahiti. With Tahiti. Yeah. Tahiti. We went to Tahiti. Hoskins is gonna get Tahiti. He's <laughs> gonna get Coulson. Have to go sit in this nice island. That was. Yeah, that was that's yeah. how we set up the Dark Avengers, guys. We have to have something dark to avenge. Okay. Okay. So now, now with Hoskins dead, and you know, I realized that could be taken as a racial joke. It was totally not a racial joke. Just putting it out there. Um, it was like how Coulson took the spear for uh, from Loki. Ah. To me, it you know, maybe it set John on a much more uh, zealotous path. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think I think John's just gonna go off on rage. He's just gonna go rage now. Like he's just gonna go after yeah. all the flag smashers he can. Although I don't know. We, we will we're we're almost at wrapping wrapping up point here and we will play the trailer for next episode, like mm-hmm. we have been. Um and in that trailer you obviously we're gonna see some shit. But I think Bucky's finally gonna get what he wants and he's gonna beat the crap out of john walker and take that shield and uh they're gonna they're gonna go deal with it on their own Mm -hmm. um and i I also think i mean look we're we're skipping over it a little or we're kind of bouncing around it but john walker brutal brutally kills somebody after you know after he lose loses his friend or thinks he loses his friend jumps out the window all captain america like and just brutally kills that guy. Yeah. I feel like, look at the blood on the shield, man. Like, I feel like he took that dude's hat off. The chunks. Like, yeah, dude. there's 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 bits there. <laughs> and he did not care. He looked around at all those people filming and was like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, mess with America. This is, you get the, you get the edge of the shield. But you know. think of Fight Club when they... When he beats the crap out of uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars guy, Jared Leto, Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah, 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 reminded me of that scene when he like beats the crap out of Jared Leto and just like stands up, shrugs, walks away. <laughs> yeah, I just he did not really care. Excuse me. Did you sneeze? Bless you. I did. I did sneeze. I <laughs> muted myself oh, just in time. Nice. nice. Um. So a lot of people filming that. Yeah, so many people. Do you? Th- I mean, he's got to get take the Captain America mantle is going to get taken away from him for sure, right? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I After don't that. think so. I think they could. I think the government could easily spin it to you know it was um, emotional trauma due to a war zone act. Because at this point, they are going after terrorists. That's what the government has branded them. You know, Steve Rogers never, ever did that. I know. Never would and, have done that. But that's you can't be thing. Captain this America and kill world. somebody. Mm. The, this is a different world. He's mm. supposed to stand up for the righteous and 
all right, if we're not standing up for the righteous, why was America in all of these places across the world, you know, butting into affairs that technically aren't ours? It's but, the same scenario right here. They will justify it by however means necessary. And I now meme that was uh, it was POV. You're a country. Mm -hmm. with I oil. saw that. And it was I saw that. <laughs> Walker holding the shield up, <laughs> ready to smash down. POV. You're um, a country with oil. But this was a another parallel um, of kind of what sam and carly were talking about mm -hmm. before good ideas poor execution it's like yeah. he is captain america is now doing the same thing that the flag smashers are he's now become that same type of person yes. which is not what captain america would have done mm -hmm. and i mean look if i were i don't know whoever appoints captain america to captain america i would rip that shield out immediately you're, yeah, you're not you're not representing you're not representing anything that has to do with what captain america stood for and the reason they brought him back and put him in this position was to give america and the world hope that this symbol can be here again and be a symbol for good and a symbol for hope not a symbol with blood spewed all over it like what are we gonna say Roy? sorry so here's the thing John talks about this earlier in the episode that he does, he never knew Captain America. He never knew Steve, Ro Steve Rogers. He's just hoping to be the best he can be. That goes for the, the public of the world, too. Mo what, 7 billion people? Out of those 7 billion people, Steve could probably count the people who actually knew him on two hands. So the American public, for all they know, Steve committed all kinds of war crimes that aren't in that monument that they built to him. So, I mean, he oh, was in World War II, and there's a picture of him walking in with the gun, you know, kicking open doors or anything like that. It, so, as far as they're concerned, Steve brutally murdered people during World War II, probably. Yeah, you but know? not in the streets, in cold blood, in front of yeah, families. Yeah, there's a difference between... How like, could they videotape it back then? That dude was clearly, like, helpless and defenseless. Like. He was, and that's the thing. When you're in a war, it's a little bit different of a scenario. Like, when you're going into a street and getting, trying to go find your friends that are being held behind enemy lines and about to be mm -hmm. killed, and you have people shooting at you, of course you're going to shoot back at them. When you have yeah. someone under your foot that's begging you, telling you not, you know, like, don't, don't do this, please, and you please, still brutally... Me murder him in front of hundreds of people that is not what captain america no, would have no, done De i'm not uh, saying that it is, this is a, sorry go ahead uh, no i'm i'm not, I, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying you are either i'm just saying this is this is why i would think they would take captain america's mantle away from him because yeah. that's not what he would have ever done and i'm saying that they would spin it to be a crime of passion because his battle star had just died i Man. think they they would not I mean, well, they, luckily, they, luckily they, for they, us, yeah, luckily for us, the Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to take care of that by themselves and be like, you don't fucking deserve that shield. Give it to me. And they're just going to take it from him. So what are you going to say, Chip? I feel like the government might spin it that way to like not press charges or anything, but you can like spin it that way and also be like, we're going to pick a new Captain America now. <laughs> that's not the 
plate. That's not the image we want associated with Captain we, America. We don't want you as Captain so you could, like, America. You're going like, to be U.S. agent. Yeah, and we're not in wartime right now. So, like, this isn't a combat zone. At best, he's doing, like, NATO-style policing. Mm-hmm. Well, like, not to mention, they weren't even supposed to do this. I believe in one of the earlier episodes, they had mentioned um, doing things not according to the book or whatever. Yeah. And and he was like, oh, it's just like old times. We'll be fine. You know, I can't remember what episode that was, maybe two or three when they said they were going to do that. But yeah, so I think. But yeah, so so he's going to be in ma- mounds of trouble no matter what. Not only is he out of America fucking chasing after, you know, flag smashers that he shouldn't be chasing after. He's fucking killing them in the middle of the street. So I I'm I'm glad that he's finally shown his true colors. And that's kind of what the point of this episode was, I think, was the serum makes good people better and bad people worse. And it's showing you that difference of Steve Rogers compared to John Walker and how it took took John Walker and made him worse. And um you know steve rogers would have he would never done that mm. oh and how i believe his name was nico is the guy that died right i think i think so um he's I, he's definitely the guy that was telling carly i idolized captain america that he believed in captain america yeah. oh god how heartbreaking is that yeah. and he you know, <laughs> captain america is the one that murdered him yep dude how captain that's, that's that's poetry right there. That's some poetic shit to be like. I I bl- I liked Captain America, and she's like, oh, I don't know if I should tease you or not about that. And then you know, yeah, but kinda... like at the same time, he was also complicit in a plot to murder Captain America. So like, that's true. He's not. That's true. Like, he's not. And he's not innocent. Like he, when he was a kid, he looked up to Captain America, but he was like actively participating to like try well and at this point i I think they look at it more as the shield being a symbol not captain america the person right fuck john walker (laughs) i mean i'm not saying kill the dude but like get him out of here you know (laughs) so i might have a theory here Um, okay what if we are playing into the death of captain america but instead of Steve dying on the steps, it's John Walker being shot down. Then I don't care. Like, I, well, yeah. All right. No, no, no. It's a no, huge waste the... of a moment for me. And you I'm mean when, like, when okay. the power broker decides to kill John Walker? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sharon Carter, I mean. Okay. No. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. Who Who is it that shoots Steve Rogers on the steps of the Capitol building? Uh, in the comics? That, that, that was Crossbones. It was Frank Gorillo. Oh, no, it was actually Sharon no, Carter. Sharon Carter, I know. Which she was under the mental domination of Dr. Faustus, who was a Hydra agent. I know. Her, so, her finger pulled the trigger. Yeah, she <laughs> did. But, you know, Dr. Faustus worked for uh, Power Broker Inc. So I think, you know, she's under someone's thumb. Maybe. Better Maybe get that Wonder Woman outfit ready. Okay. <laughs> If it happens, I'm shaving my legs and I'm going to show them on screen. I'm not. And I'm going to show them on screen. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'll even, you know, shots. I'll even, 
I'll even set up my table and just do the, I'll just lay on the table in front yeah. of Java in the outfit the whole time. Have the mic in front of me. That's yeah, how I, confident I am. Do <laughs> Kylie's hair really tall and have her just stand behind you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be perfect. I would love it. Um, I think that's about it, though. Did you guys have any other notes or anything you wanted to talk about on this mm. episode? No, nothing. No? Um, yeah, nothing specific about this episode um zemo did get zemo away being, we didn't yeah zemo being zemo he just dips out in the middle of the fight el chapo yeah yeah it's like oh they're fighting over little old me i should probably run away now <laughs> my favorite part I about do... his escape is that he like goes in there and takes the time to lock the doors like like io doesn't even check to see if the door is locked she literally <laughs> just kicks it open casually just like I don't think that lock was really helpful. You probably could have just not done that. Yeah. I guess the only the only note that I would like to make on this episode is I don't think the people who do the camera work and music for all of this gets enough recognition. I mean, yeah, it all goes to the actors because they're the ones portraying. But can I just say, like, the musical scores and how they place them and the camera angles, to me, that is what makes this show so good. Uh, I believe they capture the perfect time on, like, Sebastian's dance, you know, crying. Well, let's, they, let's give some shout-outs here. Uh, Henry Jackman is the composer. Mm-hmm. Um, you got film editing by Kelly Dixon and Jeffrey Ford. Cinematography by P.J. Dillon. Um, no, none of these na- names mean anything, but they are in the airwaves, and you guys are hearing them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Who they've worked on multiple other things. Uh, this one was directed by Carrie Skoglund. The name so, familiar. She's done some other things. She did uh, the Loudest Voice, The Handmaid's Tale. That's um, she's done a couple episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So she did the Rock TV series and a couple episodes of The Walking Dead. And she did an episode of The Punisher. Man, this next episode so. is going to be crazy. Yeah. The who do you guys think is, is uh, going to be all resolution? Ugh. Who do you guys think is going to like your. Let's do it. Let's make let's make a wild prediction. We'll call this our wild prediction segment. Who do you think is going to be the cameo? For sure. What is your pick for the person to make the special cameo that's floating around the internet right now? Chip, start with you. I I don't know. Like I think I think Frank Castle would be really cool. Like I hadn't thought of that until earlier when we were talking and I was like, holy crap, what an interesting like twist that would be. I mean, like, that would be cool. Um I was I was actually thinking Quake, Daisy Johnson, but ah. she was on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they said it was somebody that hasn't appeared in the MCU. So, so, so yeah, tell us that, about that a little bit. Who uh, not being the MCU. You had seen some article about this. You had read someone, uh, right, that someone was yeah. going to make an appearance. What were the stipulations of this person making an appearance? 
I think it was the director that they were talking to. Um, he said it was a character that is in the comics, but it has never appeared in the MCU. It's a very grounded character that like would have good back and forth with Thor. Um, like, like he used Thor as an example, like would have like a good back and forth with like one of the big heavy hitters. Like it would be a good team up with like one of the big heavy hitters, like a really grounded character that we haven't seen in the MCU yet. And I'm like, I'm going to get like, I don't know. Avalanche. That's how they bring in mutants. Forget all your big, cool mutants. You're getting a B list villain. (laughs) So, so who's your, who's your pick then? I, I really don't have a solid prediction. I think, like, maybe Quake, if they're not counting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as MCU proper. Okay. I'm going to write that one down. Roy, what about you? Um, With the way you just described it, I am actually changing my thought process. And I might say uh, Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy. Because they have wanted to bring... The, the spider-man universe over to mcu and they've they're working on the sinister six and stuff like that that's like the boldest prediction i think i've ever heard well <laughs> all right so he was a wartime uh journalist in the venom mm. movie right sure sure so maybe since he's not working for that company anymore maybe he's working for the daily bugle uh podcast mm. now and he's overseas taking on this stuff because once again venom i believe was part of the dark avengers and the thunderbolts hmm. so okay. it, it's a it's a way out there thought that's but, yeah I mean, that's... Or, originally i was thinking it was norman osborne because i mean he'd be great as a power broker for super <clears throat> Ser- soldier serums and stuff and he was a he was a thunderbolt and dark avenger as well so or wait, okay. was he? I don't think he was a Thunderbolt. No, he was. I mean, he ran the team when he takes yeah. over and runs. The I couldn't remember Avengers. if he was running the Dark Avengers instead of the Thunderbolts, but I think he was on both. He's running the Thunderbolts at that time. So, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Eddie Brock. Okay, I'm gonna go with Ben Grimm still. I still am gonna go with that, especially if he said something about going toe to toe with thor or having good banter with thor yeah i forget if he thing yeah it was something like it was he's a grounded character that would like play really well with thor or one of the big heavy hitters ah okay okay well what uh let's let's move on to our rating of this episode um we're rating this out of 10 shields and we're gonna start with roy what are you going to give this episode? What rating are you going to give this episode out of 10 shields? I feel like this series just keeps getting better and better. Um, I think last episode I gave it a 9.5. I don't want to take away from that. I There's just so many good points in this episode. And I, I, think, uh, I think if they continue, I'm going to give it a 10 this time and say they're going to continue that trend through the next two episodes. Okay. Bold prediction. What's your rating on this one, Chip? Uh, probably like 
Seven and a half normal shields and a big fat bloody one. <laughs> so, so uh, eight and eight a half, half shields total. altogether. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got seven and eight. I'm gonna go with eight on this one. Um, no real particulars, and like I said, it was for me. It was just kind of. Uh, it was a, it was a good episode, but it was a good um filler episode to get us ready for the last two. You know what I mean? Like this. This was good, but it left me just wanting so much more. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just want to see the conclusion of this now. So, yeah, this next hour and a half is gonna be pretty nuts. It's gonna be sick. So, real quick, there is a rumor going around that it could be the kingpin as power broker. I mean, I'd be all right. With okay. That. Yeah. Okay. Is it going to be played by Vincent D'Onofrio? I'd be better off. I'd be better if it was Vincent D'Onofrio playing yeah. it. Right? <laughs> I'd be so much better. Yeah. Dude, was, I would love that. Ooh. I would love that for sure. Well, Charlie Cox is in Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man 3 supposedly, right? Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. And Spider-Man 3, the entire if they do the Spider-Verse, uh Kingpin is a crucial point of that. It's true. Uh, so, if you go like, I, I mean, only if you go, only if you go based on the comic, or like the animated movie, which isn't really based well, on a comic. So like, yeah, it's, Kingpin is definitely a villain for both Spider-Man and Daredevil, but like, mm -hmm. he's only mm -hmm. related to the Spider Verse because they used him for the Sony movie, which then that's you as know, far as it goes you know sony want they have partial control so they could definitely want that in there um but i'm so, just saying like it's not like comic candy. oh i know like, i know so it's, it's i know not, that like, that was the siege perilous or whatever it was so that's entirely different well only time will tell we'll figure out who that's going to be in the next few days here um are there any shout outs that you guys would like to give out this week to any of our listeners or followers or anything like that roy let's start with you mm. well ixy sticks joined us in chat she is a uh, fabulous variety streamer her and her husband at recreation uh they are both a great team of streamers i would honestly check them out they full of positive energy and if you haven't checked our twitter out at mcm uh underscore pod uh check it out because their positivity is just as positive as I am. I can't say enough that everybody out there needs a uh, helping hand from time to time to time. And that's exactly what they're about is, you know, making your day brighter. So Excellent. definitely give them a, give them a look. Hell yeah. Chip, you got any shout outs this week? Uh, I just want to make sure we shout out our boys uh best flicks with ricky d and uh the sudden but inevitable podcast uh they uh let me well i mean you know you're there <laughs> they let me on uh to guest for an episode recently had a lot of fun i yeah, heard it was worst episode yet <laughs> Just it probably was kidding. but jesse does a pretty good job of uh curating the episode i guess he, 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 spend, really he spends does. a lot of time on it for sure. So definitely check out the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch. Uh, they're at Sudden But on Twitter. Um, 
and again check out the mcm pod on twitter at mcm underscore pod i would like to give the beard al podcast a shout out um i interviewed lauren from beard al last week and her episode just dropped today tuesday april 13th if you haven't heard it yet go check it out search twist my arm podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to the beard al interview with lauren um it's a ton of fun we talk about a beer called dick shooter I, <laughs> cool. that's that's all i gotta okay. say that's all i gotta say about that throw some dick shooter down your throat yeah all right. <laughs> it's it's amazing say it's, less it's, it was such a fun such a fun um interview so not only do i want to give beard out podcast a shout out but in that episode i have a promo for the marvel madams podcast those ladies are awesome i listened to a couple of their episodes today um and well i guess over the last few days i've been listening to their episodes but i just want to give them a shout out because they are like they're i don't know it's fun to see um like women going and doing these sort of things that we're doing like they they i love their promo because it's like are you tired of of fat you know like white dudes talking about marvel comics all the time and and i'm like rito crusted yeah, Dorito crusted. That's what it was. I'm like, that is awesome. And they do a great I, job breaking that stuff down. They like, yeah. I don't know. I, Cheetos, I love listening to them. Cheetos. So Cheetos, yeah. yeah. But check I, out the. I asked the Marvel Madness. I asked them if uh, if we're not a Ch- Cheetos kind of guys, you know, are they okay with us? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we like Sun Chips, and we're like, good. Ma- Marvel Cated <laughs> Madness are definitely Sun Chips kind of guys. <laughs> Oh, oh that's salsa. What? That's hilarious. I love it. Um, but cool. Yeah. Those are my shout outs. Thank you guys for the shout outs. And thank you guys, the listeners, the watchers, for joining us on this show. Um, we're always doing these streams uh Monday at about eight, eight thirty uh Mountain Standard Time, nine, nine thirty Central Standard Time. Um and we usually just, you know, we talk about Marvel. So come join us on these. If you're listening on the podcast, join us on the Mondays. Um, if you follow us uh, on twi- or Twitter or Facebook, um, they're usually the streams are coming on there. If you also follow us on Twitch at TMA Games, um, all of our streams go to Twitch as well. So definitely, uh, you know, smash that like button. So I want to thank you all again for watching. My name is Josh. I'm Chip. I'm Roy. We're the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. We're going to leave you. Bye.